Oh, 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 oh,
look around I see trouble all around me I look around I see trouble all around me And I don't know what to say How to make this go away I look around mm-hmm. I look around I see trouble all around me I look around I see trouble all around me And I don't know what to say How to make this go away I look around So I turn to you I turn to you And I say, Father dear, won't you help me, won't you help me today? I turn to you, I turn to you, I look up to the heavens and I say, Father dear, Won't you help me, won't you help me today, help me today, mm-hmm. I look around, I see trouble all around me, I look around, I see trouble all around me. And I don't know what to say How to make this go away I look around Yeah, yeah, yeah So I turn to you I turn to you I look up to the heavens and I say Won't you help me, won't you help me today? So I turn to you, I turn to you, I look up to the heavens and I say, Father dear, won't you help me, won't you help me today? Let me, help me, never let go Hold me in your hands And then I turn to
way to get an hour of great Arab Shabbos music in, wouldn't you say? That was pretty good, this one hour. A.K.A. Pella with his Simcha. Oh, excuse me, Y Studs with Menucha with Simcha in the background. Then A.K.A. Pella had the Simcha, or Yisimcha rather, <laughs> Shomer Yisrael from Aaron Sitbun. Micha Gammerman, help me today. Shabbos Kodesh done by Rabbi Jake. We introduced him to you this week here at JMN. Micha Gammerman also had Basmana Zelipa had a couple. Manishtana and Nakdishach, both off the brand new B positive. Shabbatot from Yitzchak Fuchs was in there as well. And of course that medley, that amazing uh, collection of music from Shirley Williger based on Ripstoma Kalbach's Erev Shabbos, or I should say Lel Shabbos. And Regesh with Modani opening things up as usual on a Friday morning here, Erev Shabbos. At JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Minute after 7 o'clock, news from Israel coming up. Golly, towels in the background. What's our official candle lighting time? I think we're calling it for 7.03. Does that make sense? I think we'll call it for 7.03, official candlelighting time on this era of Shabbos. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to Jamie. Tzal Hashah 2, Kangoni Kohen, Ima Shekore Achshav. Mashber Ha'aplitim Be'Europa. Imutim Ba'i Ha'yevani Lesbos Ben 200 Mevakshim Iklat La'Mishtara. Katavtenu Dana Guter. Kematai Ma'agrim Bilti Rishumim Shenisu La'alot Al Ma'aboret Itamtu Ima Mishtara Umishmar Ha'chofim Ba'i Lesbos Shabayavan. המאגרים זרקו אבנים על השוטרים ונבלמו על ידי המשטרה שמתקובה ריססה גז מדמיע כדי לפזרם. היום בערב ייפגשו מנהיגי פולין, הונגריה, צ'כיה וסלובקיה כדי לדון בדרכי התמודדות עם אלפי הפליטים שמתרכזים בשטחן בדרכם מיוון לגרמניה. ובתוך כך ראש ממשלת בריטניה דיוויד קמרון עונה למבקריו באיחוד האירופי שטוענים כי בריטניה מתחמקת מקליטת הפליטים לשטחה. As I said earlier this week, we would accept thousands more under these existing schemes, and we keep them under review. אף מדינה אירופית לא עשתה יותר מבריטניה בעניין המהגרים, אמר ראש ממשלת בריטניה והוסיף, כמו שאמרתי מוקדם יותר השבוע, נקבל עוד חמשת אלפים בני אדם כחלק מתוכניות ההתיישבות הקיימות, ונשמור אותם תחת פיקוח. דברי קמרון. דאעש ממשיך בהרס העתיקות בתדמור שבסוריה, כתבנו ג'קי חוגי. גורמים רשמיים בדמשק דיווחו הבוקר כי ארגון המדינה האסלאמית, דאעש, פוצץ שלושה מגדלים עתיקים בעיר. זאת אחרי שאנשיו כבר השמידו שני מקדשים בזה אחר זה. עתיקות תדמור נבנו בתקופה הרומאית והן הוכרזו על ידי אונסקו לאתר מורשת עולמית. 
בבית החולים שניידר מת מפצעיו סאמד עזם בן החמש מטייבה שנדרס לפני שבוע בעת שחצה את הכביש. כתבתנו יערה שפירא מוסרת כי הלווייתו תיערך בשעות הקרובות בבית העלמין בעיר. ולבית החולים רמב"ם הובא גבר כבן חמישים במצב קשה לאחר שהתמוטט במהלך מרוץ בחיפה. כתבנו קובי מנדל מוסר כי מצבו של הגבר יציב והוא מורדם ומונשם. התחזית ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות. ולסיום, האבטלה מכה בצעירי ספרד, ולהורים נמאס. פנסיונר ממדינת ארגון פרסם מודעה בעיתון מקומי, שמבטיחה 5,000 אירו לכל מעסיק שיהיה מוכן לקבל לעבודה את בנו, בן ה-39. במודעה הדגיש האב כי בנו נואש לעבודה, וציין כי הוא מוכשר, אחראי וחרוץ. מאז פרוץ המשבר הכלכלי העולמי, שיעורי האבטלה בספרד הם בין הגבוהים באירופה, כשהסובלים העיקריים הם הצעירים. על פי הנתונים האחרונים, אחד מכל שניים מהם מובטל. אלה החדשות שעורך רון כלף. התוכנית בחסות ידיעות אחרונות. ישמחו, ישמחו ומלך וסחו. שוים
Good Shabbos, 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 good
in the a.m. Wow, what a great mix. What a great mix. Uh, Shlomo Simcha off of the Nafshenu Fusion CD with Huelo Kenu. You heard the Huelo Kenu done by Sherwood Goffin, Bowie Vishalom from Eitan Katz, Cantor Yitzchak Mayer, Helfgott. And we're going to do another one from him. Calm down, non-cantorial feds. <laughs> he, he won me over yesterday. When this great cantor walked in, and those of you who missed it, you really, even if you're not into cantorial stuff, you gotta check out the interview from yesterday. Uh, when he walked in and told the story that a young aspiring cantor asked him for a piece of advice, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember the exact quote, said, give me one, you know, one of, the, you know, give me the one piece of advice that, you know, you'd give a young up and coming cantor. And his answer was, learn the words. Read the words. Understand the words. Start by knowing what you're saying and how important those words are. And I will tell you that yesterday's experience with Cantor Health God in the studio changed my approach to prayer for these high holidays. And I have a feeling it changed the perspective of a lot of people out there when it comes to high holiday prayer. And, and pray, as he said, prayer for every day, really. But let's start, I guess, with the high holidays because people take them even more seriously. J.M. and the A.M. Speaking of prayer, by the way, yesterday Miriam L. Wallach and I had the opportunity to uh, speak to Rabbi Nachman Seltzer uh, um, in the afternoon, Thursday afternoon. It was nighttime already in Israel. We spoke with him by telephone. We were talking about the Day of Jewish Unity that's going to be happening this coming Tuesday, and uh, we're reviewing with him, you know, our thoughts regarding what we should do on the air. During the Day of Jewish Unity, he is going to be in Belarus. He is going to be spending the morning, it sounds like, at the grave, at the graveside of the Chavetz Chaim. 
and they'll be visiting other uh, great Torah giants of the last generation uh, during the day, during the trip. And uh, many of you already know what the purpose is. The purpose is that they are they are there in terms of the Deershoe end of things. They are there with a collection of tens of thousands of names of people who have made a commitment to study Torah, Mishnah Bura, Dafiomi Bahalacha on a daily basis and pray for them and their families. But then the Achenu side of it, the uh, the as we call it the the um the arm of Deershu that deals with with Kiruv and and uh, and other aspects of uh, Jewish life. Um, it, from their standpoint, they've arranged it for to be a day of Jewish unity. That everybody around the world at that time, while this amazing delegation is there, and knowing the Iran vote is coming, and knowing Rosh Hashanah is coming, and knowing the brand new school year and a fresh start and a much more serious time is coming. So all of us together will say two psalms, two prakim of Tehillim, not, not, nothing to do with JMNAM, but two psalms of Tehillim and, of course, the Achenu prayer. And this was announced, and it has caught on like crazy. Schools and organizations, and I think even more amazing, is companies that have really, you know, have hundreds of employees are together making a declaration that they're going to spend whatever number of minutes during the workday on Tuesday doing this, reciting to Hillam. And um, anyway, so we're on the phone and we're discussing the format, the way things should go here on Tuesday. And in fact, Rabbi Nachman Seltzer, who is a great reporter, wonderful writer, many of you know who he is, is going to be on the other end of the telephone. We're going to be here. And we're going to be praying together. It's a rarity here at JM and the AM. Since I took over 32 years ago, it is not one of the things that I generally do, which is actually pray on the air <laughs> or say to Hillam on the air. In fact, just a handful of times has it ever happened. And what we're going to do is he is going to lead us in prayer into Hillam, very familiar to Hillam Psalm passages. He's going to lead us. I will respond, like everyone in the audience, I hope, will respond. And by the way, this is separate from what may happen in your school or company later on. Later on, of course, you should participate the way the Day of Jewish Unity was scheduled to be, with people doing it sometime between 7 and noon Eastern time and you know, and just setting aside the time. But for us, we're going to set aside 8 o'clock or around there. He's going to recite till him. I will repeat it. I will then, together with him, me representing us and this amazing audience and him, he representing that incredible delegation together, we will say the Achenu prayer, a very familiar one. And then we will go into the very familiar Achenu song, um, which of course the whole world could relate to at this point. And boy, do I hope it helps. And I have a feeling based on what Cantor Helfgott said yesterday that it will help. You take even the smallest prayer seriously, and you do it with hundreds of thousands of people together, and it will certainly help. And I don't know, maybe this is a good segue, maybe not, but there's a news story. And Malcolm Holmline will not be able to join us this morning because of his travel schedule, which you know we totally get, and he'll join us next week, the final Friday of the year. So we won't have a chance to discuss this news story. But if we're going to praise those who have really come through over the last few weeks, and Senator Schumer at the forefront of that list, and there are others as well, but he's at the forefront, then we have to then we have to uh, call out those who've really disappointed us. 
And I'm so sorry to say, because he is such an amazing friend and such an incredible man when it comes to understanding Israel's role in this world and the Jewish people's role in this world. But what a terrible disappointment to learn that Senator Cory Booker, Democrat of New Jersey, endorsed President Obama's nuclear agreement with Iran. What a terrible disappointment. And not only were so many of us confident that he would, he would decide the right way, not only were we confident that he would, we, 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 were, we were also so confident the entire time that he understood which was the right way. That he wasn't just going to go the right way because of pressure, that he, that he gets it. And boy, does he, and I still believe he gets it. I still believe he gets it. But what a terrible disappointment. Our community is so close with him, and he is so close with our community. So close. And, and, and especially, I would say, I don't want to say even, but I would say especially the Orthodox community and those who tend to be on this side that I'm describing of the issue of being anti the Iran agreement. There's so many people on this side of the issue that he is so close with and so many people that he, that he feels a, 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 a genuine love for. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, he went the other way on this issue. And it is such a disappointment. New York Times says Senator Booker, with his vote, with his endorsement of the president's uh, agreement with Iran, this endorsement padding support for the accord, which already has enough votes in the Senate to thwart a Republican-backed resolution of disapproval. Echoing language of other Democrats that they've used in recent weeks, Booker said in a statement that supporting the deal was the better of the two flawed options. Backing away from the nuclear pact at this point, he said, would leave the U.S. and its allies with a few options to restrain Iran's ambitions. He said, I believe rejection of the deal would allow Iran to achieve an aim it has wanted all along, a significant unwinding of sanctions without the constraints on its nuclear program that this deal provides. <clears throat> With Booker's announcement, supporters of the deal now have 37 votes in the Senate backing the agreement. Two other Senate Democrats, Mark Warner of Virginia, Heidi Heitkamp of North Dakota, also announced his support on Thursday. If Democrats can assemble 41 Senate votes in favor, they'd be able to filibuster the Republican disapproval resolution. Even if it were to pass, Democrats have now comfortably cleared a 34-vote threshold to sustain a presidential veto. Opponents of the Iran deal had seen Booker as a winnable vote. He represents a state with a sizable community of Jewish voters who've been wary of the agreement because of its implications for Israel. And in the past... He's been deferential in his foreign policy positions to Bob Menendez, New Jersey's senior senator, who was one of only two Senate Democrats who opposed the agreement along with Chuck Schumer. Momentum for the agreement has gathered force in recent days. A string of wavering lawmakers have announced they'll vote to defend Obama's agreement. By delaying his announcement, Booker quite likely blunted its political impact. A deal's survival is already assured, so neither Booker nor his critics can claim he cast a decisive vote. Booker, who projects a voluble persona on social media, took to Twitter Thursday to lament the tenor of the Iran debate and emphasize that he, quote, put a lot of time, heart, and reasoning into his decision. Quote, the vilification surrounding what is a complex deal where reasonable minds could differ is disappointing. (sighs) 
So that is the uh, decision. Again, kudos to Senator Schumer and Senator Menendez. Now we see, now in the aftermath of this debate, or getting close to the end of this debate, now we see just how much of a sacrifice they made. Disappointment with Senator Cory Booker. He has always been, and I'm sure he will continue to be, an amazing friend of Israel and the Jewish community in particular. But what a disappointment, Senator Booker. Candle lighting 703 on this Erev Shabbos Parshas Kisavo Labor Day weekend. Mayor Ferdig here Monday. I thank him in advance. Slichus tomorrow night. If you go to Kentucky, it's like Mayor Health got Slichus. You might hear this.
Another man who personifies Slichus Night, the great Yehuda Green. That's Anabakoach. What a big song that is. What a big song that is. Uh, Anabakoach done by Yehuda Green. Before that, he had the um, he had the Huelokeinu uh, off of the Yearning CD. Can't do Yitzchak Meir Helfgott Hanashamalach. He'll be doing it tomorrow night. He'll be doing that Hanashamalach tomorrow night, including the Kalbach piece. He told us that yesterday. Unbelievable. <laughs> He'll be doing that tomorrow night at Parky Synagogue. That's off of the CD entitled Health Got 5, which is a release. Is that really recent? What year is that? Uh, yeah, 2015. Can't get more recent than that. Erev Shabbos Parshas Kisavo on this Friday, September the 4th, the 20th of Elul. Candle lighting at 7.03. We take this opportunity to wish a happy 20th wedding anniversary to Miriam L. and Stephen Wallach. The Wallachs are celebrating their 20th wedding anniversary today, which means... That if you're familiar with this amazing couple, make sure to uh, call them, text them. Uh, I would say beep them, but nobody has beepers anymore, do they? Uh, call them, text them, uh, email them, and wish them a very happy anniversary as they celebrate today uh, 20 great years. I, Miriam said it yesterday on her show. She said 20 great years. So that is uh, that is the uh, that is the confirmation we need. Uh, they're an amazing couple. We wish them a very happy anniversary from all of us here at JM and the AM. And again, if you see uh, Miriam L. or Stephen Wallach today, pass along those uh, anniversary wishes from all of us here at JM and the AM. Six minutes before 8 o'clock on this Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. Slichus tomorrow night. It's Labor Day weekend. Mayor Fertig in this chair on Monday. I'm back here Tuesday. Tuesday officially the Day of Jewish Unity. That's something that the Achenu organization kicked off and has done an amazing job in signing up schools and companies and groups and shuls to participate uh, dayofjewishunity.com is all the information. Dayofjewishunity.com. If you're not signed up yet as a school, do it. The whole thing takes less than five minutes. So please. There's so, I know it's the first day of school in a lot of places. What better thing to do than end davening with the Day of Jewish Unity Regiment? Aside from what we're going to be doing here in the eight o'clock hour on Mon- on Tuesday, when we're actually going to have our own service, um, linked in from Belarus. 
with the group that's uh, visiting the grave of the Chavetz Chaim and others. Hey, I want to give a special thank you to those who made last night's bake sale at the Siegel home um, to benefit the Hertzfeld family a major success. Major is a is not even a strong enough word. Maybe I should say phenomenal success. It, it was just incredible, the outpouring of uh, charitable people who wanted to give and the outpouring of activity in terms of baking and buying and ordering and <laughs> everything else. So thank you. And Stacy Siegel gives an extra special thank you to everybody who was there and everybody who's responded. Even so many people who are who were not there last night have just generously donated and wanted to be part of this incredible mitzvah. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Malcolm Holmline is traveling. Uh, he is not going to be able to join us today. Malcolm Holmline normally on Fridays, especially at this time, uh, joins us with a weekly update that we have uh, cherished for many years and presented proudly for many years here at JM in the AM. He is not able to join us today because of his travel schedule. He is back to next week, and we'll do the final weekly update of the year of 5775 with him next week here at JM in the AM. So make sure to be tuned in for that. And... Um, We'll have a chance to talk about everything. You know, so far, the only topic I brought up this morning that would have made it into the weekly update is the unfortunate decision by uh, New Jersey U.S. Senator Cory Booker. A, an unfortunate decision. Cory Booker is a wonderful guy. He is somebody who I think everybody who knows him in our community would say he gets it. He gets what this world is about. He gets what the enemy wants to do to Israel, to the United States. He gets it. And uh, for him to vote on the other end of the Iran deal was very disappointing to those of us who who feel that someone like him should have led, if not followed, the charge to a vote against the deal. Two Democratic senators remain on the side of voting against the deal. And that's why we will not stop lauding Senator Chuck Schumer of New York and Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey. We will not stop lauding them. And we will not stop, unfortunately, expressing our disappointment in those who really disappointed us. Yes, Senator Gillibrand, you disappointed us. You really did. You let down a lot of constituents, a lot. And Senator Booker, you let down a lot of constituents. A lot of constituents. Very disappointing. Uh, Nathan Diamond's going to join us in the OU. Uh, there is a major gathering in Washington coming up this week on the 9th. We'll talk about that. I am proud of the way the community has responded over the last couple of months. The rallies, the organized efforts, the letter writing, the discussions with Congress members. Um, a lot has been happening and a tremendous effort. And of course, you know, prayer and reaching out to God is part of that as well. And we'll, we're going to do that collectively as a community on Tuesday here at JM and the AM. So it's been an amazing effort on, on the part of so many people in our community, but we were not able to sway everybody. We were not able to open everybody's eyes to the, to the dangers of, uh, making a deal like this with Iran. The work continues. 
Uh, my name is Nachum Siegel. A minute before 8 o'clock on a Friday, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Big hello to our friends at jewishworldreview.com who continue every single day to enthusiastically recommend our live stream at jmtheam.org to their hundreds of thousands of readers. Thank you, jewishworldreview.com. Go and print out a million articles about what's happening in this world of ours. Go in there before Shabbos and do so. And as we keep saying, OnlySimchas.com has included so many of our incredible moments here at JM and the AM over the last couple of months in their news feed as they have completely expanded beyond Simchas and are now just basically the, you know, what's important in the Jewish world news feed. <laughs> and not just important, but what's, what's, you know, cool and interesting and fun and what do we want our listeners and readers and viewers to know about. And we've gotten into a lot of that. And I appreciate it very We've gotten into a lot of their, we've gotten a lot of our material into their news feed and I thank them very much. So go to onlysimchas.com. Keep posting simchas, but to pay careful attention to their amazing news feed as well. I think you'll find it both informative and entertaining. Eight o'clock in the morning, more coming up. 703 candlelighting time on this era of Shabbos. This is JM in the AM.
Shimon Kramer with beautiful words from Slichos. Machnisei Rachamim. Maccabees had Dror Yikrai. You heard Benny Friedman with Shalom Aleichem. Shoevel Sharf and Levine and Curry Bone. Malcolm Holine is traveling today, not able to join us for the weekly update. Weekly update will return tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Tomorrow. Weekly update will return next week. Final Friday of the year here at JM in the AM. That's what I meant to say. Got a lot of simchas going on. We mentioned the uh, wedding anniversary, the Big 20, 
wedding anniversary of uh, Miriam L. and Stephen Wallach. They're celebrating today their 20th wedding anniversary. We say mazal to from all of us here at JM and the AM. And a big, big bar mitzvah shout-out going out to David Yaakov Wartelski. That's right, DJ Wartelski is celebrating his bar mitzvah this Shabbos Kisavo. Uh, it happens in Teaneck, New Jersey tomorrow. And uh, this gives me an amazing opportunity to wish a mazel tov to the extended family because we know both the Sorchers and the Wartelskis for a long, long time. And Randy has been an incredible asset to this staff and this radio station for a long, long time. So, DJ, to your wonderful parents, Randy and Ari. And I told Ari the other day that... Oh, I didn't tell him this. I said it in a... Uh, in a note that I um, that I sent them, that we miss them here in Jersey City. Uh, so to Randy and Ari, and to Naomi and Mike Stosher, and to Norby Wartelski, and to Rita Grunberger, and to everybody out there who is celebrating DJ's Bar Mitzvah. Randy and Ari, DJ, we say mazal tov, enjoy this incredible day, and this wonderful uh, Simcha this Shabbos from all of us here at JM in the AM. want to wish a mazal tov down in Lakewood, New Jersey, a brand new baby boy, to Zevi and Avigail Rosenblatt, Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Um, yeah, I got the, uh, we're on the app, we're on the NSN app, and I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the comments. So someone says, how can you say that Cory Booker gets it? Obviously in this case he didn't. Yeah, I mean, Nahum, you're sounding like a politician. Um, yeah, I, I understand that he voted this way. Believe me, I vote, I understand he voted this way. But I still think he gets it. In other words, I still have a suspicion that he knows how he should have voted, yet voted differently. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. One man's opinion. But that's, you know, the way I'm looking at it. Someone says here on the app that I announced Yehuda Greens at Park East. Obviously, I made a mistake. It is Kent Yitzhak like Mayor Health God at Park East. Yehuda Green, of course, is going to be at, uh, at the West Side Institutional Synagogue with the Kalbach Shul group tomorrow night, late into the night with Slichus, to say the least. So check that out. And before we get to Rabbi Yudin, I just want to mention that we're getting toward the end of the year, which means we're getting toward the beginning of a new year and a new cycle of Torah study and Torah reading. Keep in mind, Rabbi Yudin has an amazing book, a Feldheim book, called Rabbi Benjamin Yudin on the Parsha. I will never forget when Rabbi Yudin gave me the opportunity to address the crowd at his book launch. It was such an amazing day that Sunday in Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn. And it was just to be part of that whole, after all these years, 30 plus years, going on, going close to 35, by the way, years of Rabbi Yudin presenting every single week on this program, on this radio station. Just incredible that I got turned into such a wonderful book. So Rabbi Benjamin Yudin on the Parsha, it's hardcover, it's Feldheim. Check it out, get it before Parsha's Bracious, you'll be glad you did. This time each and every Friday morning, every era of Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin. Spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Kisavo. According to the Chinuch, there are six mitzvos in Parshas Kisavo, and we know we are heading towards the end of the Torah by the fact that according to the Chinuch, we have mitzvos 606 through 610. Uh, excuse me, through 611. And that means two more to go according to the Chinuch. Now, let me tell you, 
before we even focus on something from the parsha, be aware that the second half of the parsha contains the long list of tochacha, of curses that could and would and unfortunately have befallen the Jewish people when they have, quote, stepped out of line. Now I have to tell you that our reading of Parshas Kisavo this Shabbos is not coincidental. What does that mean? It means that the Gemara in Megillah, Lamid Aleph, Amid Aleph, Amid Beis, is talking about the various Kriyas HaTorah for the various occasions. And there the Gemara teaches that Ezra, when he came back to Eretz Yisrael, Tikein Lahem Li Yisrael, he enacted the following provision, Sheyukorin Klolos, Shebetoras Koanim, Kodem that we should read the Tochacha found in Parshas Pichukosai, prior to the Yom Tov of Shavuos, and the Sheba Mishnah Torah, the 98 curses found in the book of Devarim, Kodem Rosh Hashanah, before Rosh Hashanah. And we try to have it that next week is that buffer, so we don't go into Rosh Hashanah directly from the curses. And what's the reason for this? The reason for this is, says Abaye, Kedesha Tichle Shana, the Kilolo Seha, so that the year may end along with its curses. Hoping that, please God, this forthcoming year is going to be even a better one than this past. I'd like to uh, draw your attention to the fact that the Ashkenazic Jewish world begins the recitation of Slichos A on a Motsoi Shabbos, this one, because you need minimally four days before Rosh Hashanah for the recitation of Slichos. A popular source for this is found in the Shulchan Aruch, or Achayim, Tov Kuf, Pei Aleph, Halacha Vav, and there in the Mishnah Brura, citing the Elio Rabbah, he gives us an interesting reason for it, and that is as follows. In Parshas Pinchas, where the Torah speaks about each of the Korban Musaf for each of the holidays, the additional offerings. So there the Torah says, and regarding to each and every Yom Tov, the Ekravtem, and you shall offer the particular Korban Musaf. However, in contrast, regarding Rosh Hashanah, in Bamidbar 29, Pasuk 2, the Torah says, Vahasisem, and you shall make an offering. Understood by the rabbis to mean that man should make himself worthy of being an offering. And just as an animal 
in the Beis Hamikdash required Bikur Mum, a physical inspection over a period of four days, assuring that the animal is blemish free and fit to be offered, so too is man to introspect and examine his ways, examine his thoughts and his actions, so that they are worthy and appropriate for the service of Hashem. Now, at first glance, the particular Kriyas HaTorah, which is read on the Shabbos before Slichos, need not necessarily be related to Slichos. This year, we're reading Pasha's Kisavo, and I believe that an understanding of the opening mitzvah of Kisavo, which is that of Bikurim, the first fruits, can shed light and enhance our appreciation of Slichos. Interestingly, there are two mitzvos out of the 613 that deal with Bikurim. In Mishpatim, in chapter 23, Pasuk 19, the Torah legislates the mitzvah of bringing the first fruits to the Beis HaMikdash. In this week's parsha, at the beginning, in chapter 26, Psukim 5 through 10, the Torah provides an exact text of a declaration that the farmer is to recite upon presenting his first fruits to the Kohen in the temple. And the essence of this declaration is thanksgiving to Hashem, Hakoras Hatov, for the produce, for the land of Israel, for His directing history and redeeming the enslaved nation from Egypt and bringing them to the promised land. And upon completion of the declaration, the farmer prostrates himself before Hashem. Now, David HaMelech, in Tilim 50, Pasuk 23, this is the last Pasuk in Tilim chapter 50. David says, Zoveach Toda Yechab Donani which can be understood, interestingly, in one of two ways. Either the one who offers toda, a thanksgiving offering, honors me, because after all, the Talmud in Brachos 54b teaches that our Ba'at Srichim Lahodos, there are four individuals that have undergone challenging and dangerous situations. They are obligated to bring a thanksgiving offering. They include seafarers, those who have crossed the sea, those who go through wilderness, one who was sick and recovered, and one who was incarcerated in prison and came out. Now they're offering the prescribed korban toda, toda sacrifice, is recognition of Hashem's hashkocha pratis, divine providence, thereby honoring Hashem. Today, that we do not yet have the third Beis HaMikdash, we recite Birkas HaGomel instead. Now this is one understanding of Toda. Rashi understands the word Toda not as thanksgiving, but as an admission and confession. 
Thus, to Rashi, the verse is to be understood. The one who brings an offering of tshuva, of repentance, and confesses his sins, that is truly honoring Hashem. Now, it's interesting to note that the word and the root of the word toda is both to admit and to offer thanks. And indeed, Rav Hutna Zatzal noted that these two understandings of the word Toda complement each other in the bracha of Modim, which is the theme of the final section of every Shemona Esrei. The Jew acknowledges and moreover admits, as in the term Modebemiktsas, where one admits that he owes part of the debt against him. And here too, the worshiper, the one who's praying the Shemona Esrei, admits that he could not do it alone, that he needed the assistance of others. And indeed, every time we say thank you, we are saying first that we needed something that we could not have done it all by ourselves. And subsequently, having admitted this reality, the second meaning of toda, of thanks, emerges. And one expresses appreciation for the good they have received. Now, the Torah directs that upon completion of the recitation, the farmer prostrates himself before the Mizbeach, the altar of Hashem. Now this act of hachnoah, of total submission to Hashem, follows naturally the detailed declaration of Akaras Hatov, thanksgiving. Why? The more one realizes that they have been the beneficiary of Hashem's bounty, the more grateful and humble they become, and they desire to reciprocate in kind, fulfilling Hashem's every wish. Now, an interesting insight into the Shema, whereby the opening line is reciting that the sovereignty of Hashem, Hashem exists, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. And then the passage continues, you are to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your might. Why the three words, Now the Talmidei Hagra, the students of the Vilna Gaon, explained in the name of their teacher, that the opening line of Shema is teaching not only the existence and uniqueness of Hashem, but that all, literally everything, emanates from Him. And thus, our Hakaras Hatov, our gratitude, is directed to one source only, and only one source, and that's why the three alls, B'chol Levavacha, B'chol Nafshacha, U'v'chol Miodecha, concretizes this idea. Now there's an interesting machlokes. When is the ideal time to begin the recitation of Slichos? Revel Yoshev Zatzal was of the opinion that it's best to say Slichos early Sunday morning. 
This is based on the opening words of Orachayim. Tough, I'm sorry, Tough Kuf, Pei Aleph, Halacha Aleph, that the practice is to rise early to recite Slichos. The very rousing of oneself from their sleep and slumber sets the tone for acknowledging their sins. The motivation, therefore, is one of toda vidui, admission of guilt, not having actualized one's full potential. Yet, on the other hand, the Leket Yosher, a student of the Trumas Hadeshem, taught that we recite Slichos on Saturday night, going from the joy of Shabbos to the joy of Slichos. The joy of Shabbos emanates from the spiritual effect of greater and more meaningful studying of Torah on Shabbos and the physical oneg, delight of Shabbos. Now being in the positive mood and enveloped with the delight of Shabbos, this is the ideal prerequisite for slichos. Why? Because this is the toda of thanksgiving leading to the toda of admission, namely, in view of the excessive bounty that Hashem gives each and every one of us, Bali Ayin Hara, our health, our family, our environment, our sustenance, one realizes that we can never sufficiently ever repay him and therefore we come to Slichos with a happy countenance wanting to improve and to give him Nachas and thus it is understandable the Medrash Rabbah on the opening Pasuk of the Torah that says Bereshis Baro Elokim and the Medrash says Bishvil Bereshis four Rashis the firsts did Hashem create the world and the Medrash goes on to say that the Torah is called Rashis that Israel is called Rashis and take a look at the Rashi on the opening Pasuk of the Torah and then the Medrash continues and says additionally four Bikurim which are called Rashis in Shmos chapter 2319, Bishvil Bereshis for Bikurim was the world created. Give me a break. How is Bikurim so important? So we can understand why the world was created for Torah, the world was created for Israel. Why was the world created for Bikurim? And the answer is, having said the above, we know that Bikurim with its declaration of Akoras Hatov, of thanksgiving, sets the tone and foundation for man to serve Hashem. The attitude that it's all me is transformed to appreciate and recognize all that comes from him. And so, Medrash Rabbah in Bereshis, chapter 22 teaches that Adam asked Cain what happened after his terrible act of fratricide. And he said, I did shuvah and I was pardoned. And Adam responded with, Tov lahodos lashem. 
which means literally it's good to thank Hashem. And the Chassam Sofer quotes the Medrash in conjunction with this Pasuk and says, Tov vados Lashem. It's good to confess and accept total submission to Hashem. Why? Because His beneficence, His kindness, His showering us with so much that we all have leads to our greater character development. And therefore, may we be ever aware and makir tov of His constant showering us with goodness, prompting us to come to Slichos to want to better ourselves, to be able to show Hashem, thank you for all you have given us. Shabbat Shalom and a meaningful slichos to all. J.M. in the A.M. My thanks to Rabbi Yudin. It's Friday morning on this Erev Shabbos, Parshas Kisavo, candlelighting time at 7.03 on this Erev Shabbos. wanted to mention, by the way, we're, Nathan Diamond's with us. We'll get to him in a second. I just wanted to mention that um, yesterday there was this uh, accident that uh, it seems every news station is talking about, the Coast Guard plane that crashed in a New Jersey field. And and certainly not to um, put one one life over another, etc. Obviously we pray for the safety and security of everybody that does work like this and protects us. And obviously if someone gets injured, we are all concerned and want to see everybody recover quickly. But obviously it hits even closer to home when it's a member of our own community. And one of the pilots yesterday in that crash was a member of, or I should say is a member, thank God, is a member of the Hasidic community in Brooklyn, New York. He is a Coast Guard plane pilot. And and we should have him and his partner uh, in our thoughts. They're now in a New Jersey hospital, of course, recovering from really bad injuries, but thank God it seems not life-threatening injuries from yesterday's accident. So we keep them in mind here at JM in the AM. Also wanted to mention, don't forget that uh, Matis has JM Sunday this coming Sunday. That's from 7 until 9. It's a significant date, by the way, because I, I believe Matis started JM Sunday on the first day of Slichos, if I'm not mistaken. And I try to join him normally for the big anniversary. I don't know if that's going to be possible this year. Um, but uh, a mazel tov to Matis. I thank him for his dedicated service all year round, every Sunday between 7 and 9 a.m. live. It is so much appreciated. And he'll have another great show coming up this Sunday. So make sure to be tuned in on our stream at jmandam.org along with our great weekend programming. And speaking of weekend programming, don't forget that the weekend programming really begins today because uh, right after JM and the AM, Naomi Nachman on this uh, Table for Two edition. It's a brand new Season 4 Table for Two edition with cookbook author Kim Kushner with her brand new book, The New Kosher. Josh Shulman of Dazzling Disposables who will show us his gorgeous disposable plastic wear for Yuntif with a discount for our listeners. So you can watch it. It'll be on the homepage of NahumSiegel.com. You can listen right after Jam and the AM on the NSN app or jmdm.org. And you can save money, a discount for our listeners for the gorgeous disposable plastic wear. And dietitian Beth Warren will tell us how to not gain weight this holiday season and have a healthy new year. Boy, Beth must be a magician if she could, if she could do that. So that's all happening between nine and ten this morning. Naomi Nachman with table for two right after JM in the AM. Nathan Diamond is with us live via telephone. He's executive director of public policy for the Orthodox Union and many of you are already aware of the fact, those of you who are not aware, let me make you aware, that hundreds of rabbis 
uh, are going to be gathering, and Jewish leaders. The Orthodox Union is bringing hundreds of rabbis and Jewish leaders from across the country to Capitol Hill this coming Wednesday, September the 9th, 9-9, the eve of Congress's vote on the Iran nuclear deal. They'll host a press conference calling on Congress to reject the deal that paves a pathway to a nuclear-armed Iran. The press conference days before Rosh Hashanah is reminiscent of the historic Rabbi's March of 1943, days before Yom Kippur, in support of American and Allied action to stop the destruction of European Jewry. It'll be at 12.30 p.m., Upper Senate Park on the north lawn of Capitol Hill, the area between Constitution, New Jersey, and Delaware Avenue. It's open to the press, and uh, we are going to obviously be following it as closely as we can. Nathan Diamond, Director of Public Policy at the OU, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Malcolm. Good morning. We were to, good morning to you. We were to, and, and and kudos to you and your department and everybody who over the last few months has been working so hard on this issue. Uh, we spoke, unfortunately, about an hour ago at length about the Senator Booker's decision. Uh, Nathan, is is there something positive to all this? Even, even though this vote looks like it's not going "quote unquote" our way or the way we feel it's best for the United States and Israel. Is there a positive because you've seen on the front lines just how people have worked so hard and have responded to the situation that's going on now? Um, yeah, I, I appreciate you asking about uh, you know the silver lining in the cloud, and we always have to look for that. Um, I, there, there are a few positives, although obviously uh, the, the, the cloud is large in that we are we are uh, disappointed that the deal seems to be going forward and Congress is not going to stop it. Right. But nonetheless, a few positives. Number one, um, there's, a, there's no question that a record uh, has been made, and that's in part why we're bringing the rabbis to Washington next week um, to make the record about the, the, the substantive concerns of the deal and really the moral failings of this deal because what's undeniable is this deal gives greater power and legitimacy and, frankly, money to the Iranian regime, and they're going to make lots of mayhem with it uh, in the coming years. No question. Um, and, 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 and this is not the end of the story, right? This is a chapter in, the, in, the, in a very long story. Right. And so Congress is still going to be in business after this vote, and we're going to be working with the mainstream pro-Israel community on other pieces of legislation uh, that, that will be designed to enhance Israel's security and to, uh, wherever possible, stymie Iran. Um, and, and also, a lot of people are uh, mindful of the fact that uh, the, the American uh, presidency and administration is going to change in about 18 months. Um, and a new president uh, of either party, frankly, might look at this deal and look at this debate and, uh, and take the policy in a different direction. So um, the, 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 those are positives on the issue itself. And I think another positive is, is in fact, how engaged... Uh, the community at large has been, and it's not just the Orthodox community, but the broader Jewish community, the broader pro-Israel community. Um, uh, the level of engagement and energy uh, is is very important, even though we may not have achieved a specific outcome. Nathan Diamond with us, talking about uh, what's happening this coming Wednesday in Washington. Go back in history for a minute, especially for the younger people out there, and I guess I'm in that category when it comes to 1943. Uh, before we talk about what's happening this coming Wednesday, uh, do we look back at the pre-Yom Kippur rally of 1943 as an effective one, as one that you know really was a prominent one at that time? You know, at the time, it was not that prominent. Uh, in fact, uh, 
those who remember or those who've read about it, uh, the rabbis came to Washington not to lobby Congress, but to seek a meeting with President Franklin Roosevelt, uh, and Roosevelt refused to see them. Right. Um, and so uh, that you know, it was an important it was an important historic step by those rabbis. Unfortunately, um, you know, they weren't able to deliver the message to to the president, and uh, it, it it did not unfortunately have the prominence uh, that one might have hoped, given the the, the stakes at the time. Um, what we can, uh, you know, again, going back to the positive, what we can be appreciative is how much things have changed in mm-hmm. the decades since. Um, I mean, this particular rally that we're bringing the rabbis for, the rabbis are then going to go in partnership with APEC and lobby members of Congress, and senators and congressmen are taking the meeting, uh, the meetings, uh, so, that, so that's not an issue today. And, and also, frankly, uh, I, I was privileged to participate several weeks ago in a meeting with other Jewish leaders with President Obama and Vice President Biden. Um, you know, things have changed at least insofar as we can go and meet with the leaders of the country and, and deliver our perspective, even if, unfortunately, we're not always as persuasive as we want to be. Right. And, and you're one who might, many might think, has uh, uh, unusual uh, influence in the White House. The only reason I say that is because you know President Obama for probably longer than any other Jewish leader. Am I right? Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, uh, I guess I was not successful uh, in uh, in that influence here. I understand that, but what year did you first meet him? Uh, we met in law school in uh, 19, uh, 1990. Wow. Are you happy with the response of the rabbis and Jewish leaders to Wednesday's rally? Is it going to be well attended? Is the majority, is the large percentage of those you invited going to be in Washington on Wednesday? Uh, you know, many, many are coming. Uh, we, we're, we're pleased with the turnout. Uh, we could certainly use more rabbis. We're also mindful that doing this just a few days before Rosh Hashanah is a particularly difficult challenge for rabbis. Right. Uh, but the calendar for this uh, the calendar for Rosh Hashanah was dictated by, uh, you know, the Jewish calendar. <laughs> the political calendar was dictated by the fact that Congress is first returning to Washington this coming Tuesday uh, from their August recess. So really the only date uh, after Congress coming back into session and before the vote was, uh, that was available uh, was this coming Wednesday. So we are appreciative of the hundreds of rabbis who are coming. Um if there are rabbis who are listening and they haven't signed up yet, they should, uh, they should contact the OU. Uh, they can email OUADC at OU.org, uh, to, to still sign up if they can do that today. And I should say the general public, uh, in the community is invited to be with the rabbis in the audience at the rally, uh, which will start, we'll be gathering at 12 noon. The press conference will start at 12.15 on Wednesday, September 9th. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that, and sometimes the, you know, the message comes across in a different way, and we end up losing people because of it. Um, it l- let's make this clear. In addition to rabbis and Jewish leaders, you want as many people as possible from Washington, from New York, from New Jersey, from everywhere, to actually be there at this gathering on Wednesday. You want to encourage everybody, yeah. not not just rabbis and Jewish leaders, to be there. Yes, uh, all, all, all are welcome to come and be in the audience. Where the principal, uh, again, message of it is the rabbis gathering, but others are certainly well to join. Uh, there will also, just for those who want to know, 
there are other events going on around Capitol Hill also on September 9th because of the calendar that I described. Um, there's another rally uh, that the OU is not involved with, but, but other organizations are that's taking place actually immediately after our rally. Um, so uh, for those who might be on the fence about whether they want to travel to Washington for an important but, you know, single event, if you come, there'll be other things for you to do that day. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> You'll be able to fill your schedule and then yeah. come and then come back at night feeling fulfilled. <laughs> yeah. No question about that. There's plenty to do in Washington, as you said. If there are more planned rallies, it gives people even more uh, opportunity to have their voice heard. So 12:30 is the rally. You said that the gathering starts well, 12, at 12:15. Okay. Uh, we moved it up because of the other rally, actually. All right. So 12 noon, you said, is when people should start gathering Upper Senate Park, North Lawn of Capitol Hill, the area you right. described between Constitution, New Jersey, and Delaware Avenues. It's open to everybody, uh, and you're hoping that everyone comes down and is part of this. And obviously to the rabbis, to the Jewish leaders, to everybody who's made a commitment to be there on September the 9th, call it a vote. And, hey, call it a vote to the OU, again, at the forefront of this effort. And, I, I again, we don't know historically how people will – I should say it differently. We don't know how people will look at this this week, but historically – uh, you know, our children and grandchildren will see that there was uh, a tremendous outpouring from the community at large and obviously specifically from rabbis and other Jewish leaders to try to make this point in Washington. Whether we're successful or not, they were there uh, actively trying to uh, to sway things the right way. Nathan Diamond is the uh, executive director of public policy at the Orthodox Union. The 9th of September, this coming Wednesday, Washington, D.C., 12 noon. The OU, I'm sure, has plenty of information about it on their website, ou.org. Check it out and try to be there this coming Wednesday. Nathan, always a pleasure. Call like a vote for all your hard work on this issue. Thank you very much, Nachum. Shabbat shalom to you and all your listeners. Shabbat shalom. Great speaking with you. More coming up. This is JM in the AM. Because I love 
Interrupting Shirley Williger doing the Kalbach Mim Komcha, but it is in fact time to say good Shabbos. Erev Shabbos, Parshas Kisavo with candlelighting time at 7.03 on this Erev Shabbos. Salichas tomorrow night. Don't forget JM Sunday with Matis Sunday morning at 7. Naomi with a brand new edition of Table for Two coming up next on the NSN app. And of course, you can watch it on our homepage at NahumSiegel.com. And Mayor Fertig in this chair on Monday. Day of Jewish Unity is Tuesday. We'll have all that for you Tuesday morning as we head back to school and back to work here at JM in the AM. Happy anniversary, Miriam L. and Stephen Wallach from all of us here at JM in the AM. And again, a mazel tov to the Ben Ramon family on last night's big simcha from all of us here at JM in the AM. A lot of amazing slicho services tomorrow night. Rabbi Snow reminds me about the young Israel Beth Ellen Borough Park, just one of the incredible slichus services available to our community, Baruch Hashem. Time to say good Shabbos with Journeys at JM in the AM. On a cup that's filled with wine, man and, and I want to take this opportunity to give a special Camp Misora TABC shout-out to Rabbi Rich, who's enjoying another edition of JM in the AM. They'll fill your home with light Singing songs of Shabbos well into the night So throw away your hammer There's nothing left to do
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City. Excuse me, Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Wraps up an amazing week here at JM and the AM, I must say. Thank you, thank you to everybody. Uh, Naomi Nachman next. Brand new edition of Table for Two. Remember, you could save some money on that uh, brand new uh, the brand new cutlery that they're offering. She'll have all that for you. You can watch it all at NachumSiegel.com or obviously listen to JMNAM.org or on the NSN app. Great weekend programming. Make sure you listen to Matis on Sunday morning. Wish him a happy anniversary on yet another great year of JM Sunday. Mayor Fertig on Monday, Labor Day, and I thank him in advance. And I will be back Tuesday for the Day of Jewish Unity, led by our friends at Achenu. Have a wonderful Shabbos, great weekend. Until next time, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.